every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. on AM 1430. CHKT, Fairchild Radio. This is AM 1430, CHKT, Fairchild Radio, Toronto. The following are programs for the international communities of Greater Toronto. Opinions and views expressed here do not necessarily represent those of this station. Now programming for Toronto's Irish community on AM 1430, Fairchild Radio. Yeah, with our margin, folks. August Forge, you've got Kyo Longest Crack here, April 20th. Alex is with me here in the studio. Good morning. Good morning, says he. And um, the IQ level has gone up again because Mr. Tracy is not in the studio with us today, so the quality of the dress, everything, it's all good. It's all good. Good cultural experience. Um, decided to pass this week again, folks, on the inspirational moment. It's been a, um, you know, right off the top, it's been a very, very sad week here in the, uh, in the Irish community with the unfortunate news that uh, Michael Hamill has passed away. And, um, you know, this is particularly sad after there were some significant signs of hope. And uh, I know I represent all of our listeners when I offer our heartfelt condolences to, uh, to Bina and the family. And um, he was, uh, Mickey was laid to rest yesterday, surrounded by a community that, that uh, rallied, obviously, to, to, to rescue him um, in light of the hope that he was, uh, he was still out there. But, um, you know, from my own personal perspective, I, I just thought it was very fitting um, that uh, his legacy, his last statement to all of us was to, was to, was to remind us um, how amazing the community we have here in this city is. And in a very strange way, that was his parting message. Um, and uh, you know what? What a turnout from the Irish community! Um, what a response! I thought it was just incredible to see the energy, the optimism, the uh, the loyalty, and the love and devotion that the people of this community, the Irish community, um, and in fact, it went well beyond the Irish community as well. Um, but the the turnout was incredible. I went personally myself down last Saturday to the Lansdowne and Bloor area where we we thought there was a sighting, and I must have bumped into about twenty people down. Down there, uh, just out all on the same mission, um, trying to p- find poor Mickey. And of course, the bad news came on Monday. And um, our thoughts go out to uh, to Mickey. And I had an entire show here planned today um, in, in light of um, the fact that the Rose of Trilly event was going to be on last night. I was hoping to have a new rose here. And of course, that event uh, was cancelled. I'll talk a little bit about that later on in light of the fact that that Mickey was such a critical part of the Irish community and the Rose of Tralee is such an important event in the Irish community as well. Um, the um, governors, if you will, of that event uh, decided that would be a, a, a good idea for us to to postpone that and that has been rescheduled now officially until uh, May the 3rd. Uh, same time, same location at Atlantis down at the um, exhibition place there. Um, and so we hope we can get the, we can get get the crowds to come out uh, for that event, obviously. Um, but uh, I thought as well. I don't have any guests calling into the show today. I thought again. I, I, I thought again. It would be uh, fitting if anybody wanted to to call in today and and kind of um, obviously everybody got to pass on their condolences to Bina and the family over the last uh, over the last few days. Um, but if anybody wanted to call in and pass on their their best wishes through through this media, I'm happy to take the call. Uh, you'd be doing me a favor, to be honest. Or if you have any really good Mickey Hamill stories, um, uh, his his son Michael delivered an absolutely incredible eulogy yesterday, and he talked about um, he talked about many funny things. But it 
really just reminded me how Mickey's involvement with, uh, particularly with the Gaelic Athletic Association and how he got his kids involved in, in the Irish community um, was just really reinforced through the eulogy yesterday. It was one of the most moving eulogies I've ever heard, Alex, to be honest with you. Um, anyway, so uh, I'll open that up. And if anybody wants to uh, to call in, our numbers here are, um, give me the numbers here, 905 Eight nine nine fourteen thirty nine zero five eight nine nine fourteen thirty. Happy happy to take a call or two, and if you're not comfortable with that, then just sit back and listen to some of the tunes we have here. One of the things Michael mentioned. I'm um, just going to get into some music here. One of the things that Michael mentioned in the eulogy yesterday was how his dad forced him to learn the song "The Boys" from the County Armagh. And so I'm going to kick the show off um, just dedicating this song to the to the great Michael Hamill. And I'm going to thank him for everything he has done for the Irish in this city. And um, his likes will never be seen again. There's one per county in Ireland With memories so glorious and grand Where nature has lavished its bounty It's the orchard of Erin's green land I love its cathedrals and cities Once founded by Patrick so true And there in the heart of her bosom Are the ashes of Brian The girls are so gay and so hearty, none fairer than Erin go broad. Ah, but where are the boys that can court them, like the boys from the county Armagh? It's my own Irish home, far across the phone, although.
The Quinn family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and PJ O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282. And just around the corner, enjoy the local pub atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's, serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416-815-7562. For over 12 years now, the Belfast Lounge has been the go-to place in Mississauga for great food, great ambiance, and a traditional Irish welcome. Located at 5165 Dixie Road at Amco, just north of Eglinton, Colin McCullough and his staff will be pleased to welcome you to an Irish bar and restaurant that evokes memories of some of Ireland's great classic pubs. You can choose your spot at the bar, dine in the comfortable restaurant section, or just stretch your legs in the cozy lounge area. The cuisine of executive chef Colin is renowned, whether you are dropping in for a fast pub grub lunch or a more leisurely evening dinner with family and friends. We look forward to seeing you at the Belfast Lounge, an Irish oasis in Mississauga. Call us at 905-212-9048 for group bookings or to find out our upcoming entertainment schedule. We're located at 5165 Dixie Road at Amco, just north of Eglinton Avenue. Chemphiltravel.com and irishtravel.ca has final call for a superb $500 off per couple on all CIE tours of Britain and Ireland throughout 2013. The final booking date is Tuesday, April the 30th. Air-only deals include May 3rd or 9th to Dublin, returning on May 14th, 16th or 17th. $939 fully inclusive or June 3rd returning June 25th for Dublin or Shannon $889 fully inclusive and a call to all golfers out there the Ireland Canada Chamber of Commerce has the gathering 10 day golf trip to Ireland scheduled for September 20th to October 1st so call us for all the details check out kempfeltravel.com and irishtravel.ca or call them at one 887 0865 or locally at 416 489 Kempfield Travel looking after the interests of travellers to and from Ireland. And folks, just a correction here on our phone number. The number is actually 905-889-1430. Apologies for that. So it's 905-889-1430. Love to take your calls. Uh, but speaking of calls on the line right now from the nation's capital, we've got uh, Mr. Desmond Devoy. How are you today, Desmond? I'm doing great, Mark, and yourself? And I'm assuming you're doing great yourself there. That's wonderful, Mark. Uh, good morning, folks. Desmond Devoy here with the news from Ireland for this week. And here are the top stories that are making headlines in Ireland. Our top story this morning. Uh, Irish people were close to the centre of two explosions that killed three and wounded more than 180 people at the finishing line of the Boston Marathon on Monday afternoon. The Donegal-born manager of the world's fastest man, Jamaica's Usain Bolt, was just 100 yards away when the first bomb exploded. Ricky Sims from Milford was eating lunch with some athletes who had just finished their run. The hotel they were in was put into lockdown for five hours, according to the Irish Daily Star. It was unreal, he said. One of his athletes, Mika Kogo, had just come in second in the overall marathon. Boston Globe reporter Chris Cassidy, who is also from Donegal, told his paper that he thought he was going to die while running. He had just passed the 26-mile mark when the bombs went off. It was the only time in my life I thought there was a real chance I was going to die, said Cassidy, who didn't finish the race but saw several injured spectators. More than 100 Irish people took part in the event but were uninjured.
In medical news this morning, the jury in the Savita Halapanar uh, abortion inquest returned a unanimous verdict of death by medical misadventure yesterday afternoon. The jury also endorsed the coroner's nine recommendations during the investigation into the Galway dentist who died last October following blood poisoning during a miscarriage. The inquest found that she would be alive today if her requests for an abortion had been heeded. The first recommendation of Dr. Kieran McLaughlin was that the medical council should lay out exactly when doctors can intervene to save the life of a mother in such cases. The inquest also recommended that medical and nursing notes be kept separately and that no additions be made after the fact where the death of a person will be subject to an inquiry. Savita's husband has said that he will now take Ireland to the European Court of Human Rights over the case. In other news this week, you can't trust the Irish, they're all liars. That was what Lord Mendelssohn, Britain's former Northern Ireland secretary, claimed the late Lady Thatcher told him during his first day on the job back in 1999. Mendelssohn made his claim during an interview on BBC Radio 4 this week, recalling the one and only time he crossed paths with the British Prime Minister, Margaret Thatcher. While Mandelson explained that he did not attend her funeral because he did not know her well enough, Northern Ireland's First Minister Peter Robinson did attend on Wednesday. There were several funeral celebrations across Ireland on Wednesday, including one held at the Brefney Inn in Cavan Town near the Cavan GAA's Brefney Park, according to the Irish Daily Star. The pub was once the headquarters of IRA hunger striker Kieran Doherty, who died in 1981, aged 25, after he was elected to the Dáil. The same day, about 70 Republicans mounted a demonstration at the Free Dairy Corner, which was followed by an anti-Thatcher protest that evening. Some of the afternoon protest signs were clearly in bad taste by anyone's reckoning, including, quote, Burn in Hell, Maggie, and Say Hello to Airy, INLA, a reference to Thatcher's friend Airy Neve, killed by an Irish National Liberation Army bomb in 1979. Sinn Féin South Antrim MLA Mitchell McConnell criticized the anti-Thatcher funeral demonstrations, saying that whatever harm Thatcher did caused during her lifetime, she could do no harm now that she was deceased. Well, in entertainment news, if you watch RTE content online, you may soon have to start paying for it. During an audience with journalism students at the University of Limerick, Noel Curran, the Director General of RTE, said that the state-run station is set to start charging overseas users of their website for some of their online content before the end of the year, though domestic online viewers would be exempt because of the TV license fee. We are going to be looking at premium content packages in the international markets over the next six months, he said. He also warned that RTE may soon have to charge for accessing their news service since news aggregators like Google News is listing their content for free while RTE, the original producers, bear all of the production costs. In other crime news this afternoon, a dead RTE presenter has been branded as Ireland's Jimmy Savile after allegations serviced in a TG4 documentary this week. The show alleges that Donald O'Lobley may have abused dozens of boys over two decades. The founder of one of Ireland's largest Irish colleges died last year and presented Gaelic shows on RTE in the 1970s. And it is alleged that while working for Gail Lynn, organizing children's camps at the Gail Tucked, he plied children with alcohol. TV investigators say that O'Lobley admitted to Gardaí that he sexually abused boys from 1955 onwards, but he was never brought to trial. The Irish Independent reports that Gardaí had opportunities in 1991 and 1998 to investigate, but chose not to. Alleged victim Gerard O'Carthur said that he was abused for more than three and a half years in the 1970s. Gardaí are now taking a fresh look into the allegations. 
Well, an interesting figure from Israeli history actually had his roots in Ireland. In This Week in Irish History, April 17, 1997, saw the death of Belfast-born Chaim Herzog, who, in 1983, was elected by the Israeli parliament, the Knesset, to serve as the state's sixth president, going on to serve two five-year terms. April 15th and 16th, 1941, saw the worst of the Belfast Blitz, a series of three raids by the Luftwaffe, the Nazi Air Force. This four-hour attack by an estimated 180 planes killed 900 on the ground. April 16, 1871, saw the birth of playwright, poet, and author John Millington Singh, one of the top names in the Irish literary revival. He is best known for his play, The Playboy of the Western World, and as the co-founder of the Abbey Theatre. April 15, 1922, also saw the first action of the Irish Civil War when 200 anti-treaty forces under Rory O'Connor occupied the four courts in Dublin. And there you go, folks. That was the news from Ireland this week. Now you're up to date. Now it's back to Toronto with Mark O'Brien and Alex Young. So until next week, folks, slang go foil. Desmond, thanks very much. I don't know, were you following that whole situation in Boston all week? I was, yes, because uh, there's um, with South Boston, there's um, there's a lot of Irish and Irish Americans down there. So, was looking to see if there was uh, if anyone was affected. Thanks, thank God, not. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I was following it uh, all week. Yeah, yesterday was yesterday was absolutely incredible. That it was like watching a an episode of Homeland or something like that. It was surreal, wasn't it? It really was, and I, I know it, uh, it affects a lot of people. I know, uh, I know you're very athletic, and I believe Ken is, uh, is a runner as well, and mm-hmm. uh, I know my thoughts were with you guys all, all week. And I had a funny experience where uh, I actually I was at an assignment on Tuesday morning, and I'm thinking, uh, I'm, I was wondering if there's any local angle up here where I am. And I walk through the door, and there's a guy I'm supposed to interview, and he's wearing a Boston Marathon uh, t-shirt. Wow. So I'm yeah. like, okay, well, there you go. So it, uh, opportunity presented itself, unfortunately. But yeah, I was following it all week, and it, it really is surreal, isn't it, Mark? It is, it is, it is. Well, it sounds like it's all stabilized now, thankfully, and uh, should be should be better days ahead here. Thanks exactly. a lot, Desmond. No problem. Thank you, Mark. All right, very good. Okay, well, in, in um, uh, memory, if you will, of uh, some of the fallen folks down in Boston, I thought it might be appropriate for us to uh, play a little tune here and uh, just think about all of our friends down in Boston. And uh, we've got um, got a song coming up here. We've got somebody calling in as well. So, Alex, we're just going to run the Wolf Tones here and Boston Rose. Now the autumn leaves are falling And the tourists have all gone And the children, they have all gone back to school And my life is as it was before I walk eight hours a day But the company's still making all the rules But there's a girl in Massachusetts South of Boston town, she said And her lovely face is with me all the day Sure, I met her down in Old Tralee Golden hair upon her head 
And I took her heart And she stole mine away Goodbye, my Boston beauty Farewell, my Boston rose I'll wait for you I'll think of you The threat to you I'll pose Goodbye, my Boston beauty Farewell, my Boston Rose I wish that you were here But I know that's the way life goes There's a song we sang all summer In the bars of Dublin town I can hear it on the factory radio And the feelings I remember When I hear that simple tune Make me wonder if it really happened so For we laughed and loved together Till the summer days were gone And she had to fly across the ocean wide So goodbye, my Boston beauty Until we meet again And I'll keep the fire burning deep inside Goodbye, my Boston beauty Farewell, my Boston rose I'll wait for you, I'll think of you No threat to you, I'll pose Goodbye, my Boston beauty Farewell, my Boston rose I wish that you were here But I know that's the way life goes all right, the Wolf Tones, Boston Rose, one of my favorite tunes. And uh, speaking of favorites, one of my favorite ladies in the town, let's see, my favorite Kerry lady, that's for sure, is on the line. The, the, the lines are, are starting to light up here to talk about Mickey. And on the line is Noreen O'Shea from Kerry, a great GAA woman in this town and has been for many. How are you today, Noreen? I'm good, I'm good. Uh, Mark, thanks for having me on. Uh, no problem at all, no I'm problem at all. I'm Everton and Sunderland here on the... Oh, give me an update. Uh, 1-0 for Sunderland. All <laughs> oh, right, I love it. That's a good result for yeah, me. Mark, I, I appreciate you taking the call. I, um, you know, I I just wanted to call in because I couldn't make the funeral yesterday, but I did go to the viewing there on Thursday about Mickey. Um, Mickey was probably the, one of the most passionate men that, that's, uh, that I knew around Gaelic football. <laughs> mm, I'd have to he, agree um, with you there. He loved his football and he loved the G. He sure did. He and, sure did. Uh, you know, going to see the old games there at the gallery won't be the same without Mickey. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'll never forget the time that um, our man won the All-Ireland. Mickey was in that pub and, jeez, it was the closest thing I've ever seen to getting a heart attack, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And the other thing about Mickey is that he didn't care. Like, you know, like I played many years ago, 25, you know, almost 30 years ago now in this town, but Mickey was the fellow that he didn't care if you were a woman or a you know, as long as you could play football. And that he gave us a lot of respect, I think, as women. And that was that was another great thing about him. You know, he 
Yeah, he was he was just an all around great guy. Oh, I just yeah, want to yeah. say that. And, it's and I think um, you know I went out there Sunday morning looking for him, and I just it was a kind of a feeling like that mm-hmm. everybody was out there, like I hit places, and you know everybody knew already that Mickey was Mickey had been missing, and mm-hmm. it, it just brings that as you were saying, Mark the solidarity that people yeah. in this community had around him yeah the response was was incredible and yeah it uh, was phenomenal actually and you, you but that's all i had to say mark no, i, I just think those are that, great you words know, we've you know we've missed a great a great man a great gail and yeah somebody that knew his football deeply you know he did he, he did and other uh, guys and it's, they think they know stuff but he, they're just talking shite a lot of them uh, his son um you know his son Mickey, his son uh, his son uh, in the eulogy yesterday talked about the fact that you know most people went off to the cottage for the weekend but Centennial Park was really his cottage right. and um, you know I was unfortunate enough to have played football against Mickey and then uh, <laughs> and a second generation of them came along and uh, yeah, yeah. so I played against two generations of, of Hamels most of them obviously in his later days uh, full forward was an appropriate place for, for Mickey Senior so <laughs> right. so unfortunately I was on the brunt of a few elbows and uh, yeah he had, he had a lot of passion you know on and off the field and you know you you see that in his family and so on but but he had a great thing about you know it was just handbag stuff Mickey would say you know Ah, I'd be walloping a fella there and Mickey said he'd be okay if you open him in it'd be nothing wrong with him your man would be stretched out or something you know (laughs) he was the funniest guy to watch a game with he was a great he was a great guy Noreen thanks a lot for calling in I'm sure it means a lot to the family as well it's great great job Okay, thanks, Noreen. God bless. That was Noreen O'Shea. Lovely, kind words, and probably one of many people that has kind words to say about um, about Mickey. Number here again, folks, is 905-889-1430. It was a great day in the Galway Arms yesterday after the um, after the um, uh, the funeral uh, for Mickey, and a lot of uh, a lot of people came out of the woodwork there. But I I happened to get uh, accosted on the way out. Of course, people have some some advice for me on, on what kind of music I should be playing and of course I uh, was on one side of the bar and someone said I don't play enough Irish music and the other side someone else said I don't play enough U2 so she can't win but I, I uh, there was one particular couple the um, the McCartan family grabbed me on the way out they were you know you always remember the last people that talked to you on the way out anyway uh, Mrs McCartan said that uh, she'd love if I would play a cabin girl she's a cabin woman so here's Barleycorn and cabin girl Broken pool of sky reminds 
You can't beat the Irish and you can't beat a bit of home when looking for quality Irish goods. For over 10 years, our massive selection, convenience and service have made a bit of home the choice for shoppers across Canada and the USA seeking Irish quality and uniqueness. But don't just take our word for it. Drop into our store in the Tompkins Shopping Centre at the corner of Rathburn Road and Tompkins in Mississauga. We're open Tuesday through Sunday for your convenience. If surfing the net is your thing, visit our online store open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at abitofhome.ca. Celebrating 10 years of quality and uniqueness, a bit of home purveyors of Irish and British goods. For Monoman, Brendan Dolan and his team welcome you to the Irish Shabine Pub, Etobicoke's newest Irish pub at 5555 Eglinton Avenue West, just a few blocks west of Renforth Avenue. The Irish Shabeen has been inspired by tradition and a desire to bring you the best possible Irish pub experience. Enjoy our warm interior decor that includes a large bar area and a variety of cozy spots to call your own. Our menu has a wide variety of delicious pub fare and we also offer a schedule of weekly live entertainment. The Irish Shabeen can seat over 150 patrons and we also offer a cozy 25-seat centennial boardroom with a fireplace and a 60-inch flat screen for meeting and presentations. This unique space is ideal for your special event, team, or association meetings. Drop in anytime and say hello to Brendan and his friendly team or give us a call at 416-695-9178. Once again, the Irish Shabeen is located at 5555 Eglinton Avenue West, just a few blocks west of Renforth Avenue. The Galway Arms, located at 840 The Queensway, is your home away from home in Toronto's West End. To get the entertainment and sports lineup, you can call the Keane family at 416-251-0096 or go to www.galwayarms.ca. We were in there yesterday. The place was hopping. If you get over there right now, you'll probably catch the second half of the uh, Under-21 Championship semi-final between Cork and Cavan. Another mention for Cavan there. And uh, tomorrow at 9 o'clock in the morning, uh, a couple of great games on tomorrow, great hurling games on. Tipperary are taking on Dublin, 9 o'clock. Tipperary. 
Tipperary would be the favourites to take that one. Um, but um, at 10.45 then, Kilkenny versus Galway. That's one definitely not to miss. Head down to the Galway Arms there and get your fill of Gaelic games and a couple of pints along the way, I'm sure. Anyway, I'm uh, going to move on here with a, a bit bit more music. And um, actually, I have a quick announcement here before I, I go into the next song here. I got a very interesting email here. And by the way, I haven't been plugging the website at all. It went live about uh, two weeks ago. www.saturdayirishradio.com Check it out there and like us on Facebook. Keolog is crack as well. But the um, website is, uh, is looking spectacular. Um, anyway, just a quick announcement here that uh, Megan Catherine McAtamney, of the University of St. Michael's College in the University of Toronto, and she's the granddaughter of the late Eddie Duffy of uh, Drumlosh, Corna Fulla in Athlone, has been awarded the prestigious Ireland-Canada University Scholarship for 2013 for academic excellence. And Megan will be studying at the University of Galway later this year. She's in her fourth year of university studies with a concentration in Celtic studies and theology. So the Ireland-Canada University Fund facilitates links between scholars in Ireland and Canada. And uh, we wish her every success in her academic endeavours. And indeed, the Toronto Irish are very proud of her accomplishment there. So a little bit of an announcement there. Congratulations, Megan Catherine McAtamney. Okay, here's a man that will be familiar to Torontonians. Um, He was our Grand Marshal uh, a few years ago. I don't know how many years ago it was, but a big showband man. This is uh, Dickie Rock and When Will I See You Again? Can you believe it's been 20 years since we opened the Clara House, thanks to our loyal customers? Nora, it's gone by in the blink of an eye, and I don't feel a day older than when we started. 
although you have a lot less hair. <laughs> That's true. Our road certainly did take a different turn. I never thought that we would be manufacturing the finest selection of Clada and Celtic jewellery in the country when I came here 43 years ago as a hand engraver. I know. I think back to the small handful of designs we started with, and since then you've come up with so many great ideas. Well, I must admit, I have come up with a few beauties. You can see all this wonderful jewellery in our showroom at the Clara House, right across from the Eaton Centre, at 211 Young Street on the second floor, suite number 201. We are just south of Shooter Street, north of Queen Street. You can reach us at 416-366-1247 or email us through our website at clara-house.com. All right, got another caller here. With respect to uh, Mickey Hamill, we got the president of the Ireland-Canada Chamber of Commerce here, Balbriggan Man. How are you, Cormac? Cormac Monaghan. Mark, how are you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Oh, uh, no problem. Thanks for helping me out here. I figured it was the, the one chance I'd ever get to have Dickie Rock open for me. So Yeah. <laughs> when will I see you again, Cormac? Yeah. Well, are we lovers or friends? Uh, we won't talk about that in the air, Mark. <laughs> but anyway, no, I just wanted to echo everything you said about Mickey at the outset. And uh, on behalf of the Chamber of Commerce... Uh, he wasn't a member, but we completely just, uh, you know, admired his, his passion and yeah. his Irishness and his uh, intensity, if you could just bottle that, you know. Um, uh, he's just an incredible man and just condolences to the family. He was, he was, uh, Cormac. And did you ever uh, have the pleasure of playing against him now? I didn't, and I actually only listened to you that I realised that he had played uh, in your era, but uh, certainly, as you know, I was on the field with you several times when... Uh, Michael Jr. and Timmy were yeah. running rings around us. Yeah, they were. They were, and, they uh, were handy at it too, yeah. And uh, Mickey Sr. in a very animated <laughs> manner on the sideline. And I often remember remarking, God, it'd be just great to compare or to care that much about anything. Just the, you know, the passion he had on the sideline. I could only imagine what he was like on the field. Yeah, no, very, very well said. I mean, he was in his twilight. I mean, I'd say he was... You know, player number fifteen in the dressing room a few times now uh, when I was playing. Um, right. But there was certainly, uh, I would say, probably from from in terms of his intensity and his 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 appetite for a a good hard game of football was probably the same when he was fifty as it was when he was twenty. But he was he was one tough, very tough man as well, and and and. You know, it's it's kind of like a rare, it's a rare cross to see a fellow who's like that, and then to have you know to be such a, to to be such a lovable guy as well. You know? No, absolutely, he was uh, soft in the center and hard on the outside. He definitely was, and that's a very, it's a that's that's a great characterization of him. But with a great, I mean, the the, the service yesterday was lovely, Cormac, and uh, it was yeah, a great, it, great, but yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it was a great, great send off for the man and uh, a perfect, a perfect tribute. But I really appreciate you you calling in here, and yeah, his likes will never be seen again. No, absolutely. Uh, he was, uh, as I said in the email to the chamber members, he had a DNA that could only have been made in Ireland. Uh, he was just, uh, I think they certainly threw away the mould uh, when they... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm going to play a, a band here. I think you might uh, you might have grown up listening to a bit of Did you ever listen to Bagatelle when you were growing up there, Cormac? Indeed, somewhere in Dublin. That's it. That's, well, I'm yep. not going to play that song, though, unfortunately. Right, right. no problem. <laughs> Ken's not here. I'm going to play it. Do you remember Second Violin? Indeed, yeah. Ken plays yeah. second violin to me usually when he's here, but yeah, uh, yeah. and he's over in uh, the UK right now, and uh, he said he'll call in, and, and actually he's a fairly reliable. He said he call in at eleven forty-five now, so okay, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, Ryanair. I think he's taking Ryanair from Dublin over, so he'll be tired from standing up there, right? Indeed. 
All right. Okay, Mark. All right, Cormac, thanks for calling in. Thank you very much. Bye. All right, and here's second violin with uh, Bagatelle. interrupt Bagatelle. I think it's very appropriate we interrupt it because my second violin is on the line here. The president and CEO of Brogies. How are you doing, Kenny? Uh, I'm not too bad, Mark. How are you? Like that intro. What? Uh, um, that was beautiful. Beautiful. Wh- where are you now? Uh, are you in London? Yeah, just arrived in Heathrow and uh, beautiful spring day here. Yeah. And uh, quite nice over here, actually. Lovely. So what will I tell you what happened, the weather here, and I don't like talking about the weather too much. We were wearing t-shirts no. on Thursday and it was blowing snow this morning. Oh, stop and like. Yeah, yeah, it's oh, unbelievable. Dreadful. This country's unbelievable. Dreadful. Well, we dreadful. still love it. We still love it here. 
do. Yeah. Sorry if you're hearing any announcements in the background. But anyway, everything's going good. I'm sure you're having a great show, are you? We're having a good show here. Uh, a bit of a tribute to uh, to Mickey Hamill. We laid him to rest yesterday, Ken. I know you were away all week, um, but... Um, uh, you know, certainly passed along uh, your best regards to the family as well. But um, yeah, just a, a bit of a bit of a dodgy week here. But uh, just have a few people. I invited people to call in and uh, tell us some stories about about Mickey. So we got a, a couple of phone calls. I just got off the line with Cormac Monaghan there as well. But um, anyway, we'll have you back. Uh, we'll have you back next week now, and we'll have a bit of we'll have a bit of crack. Yes, indeed. Yeah, very sad. Obviously, uh, my thoughts and, and prayers were uh, with the family yesterday. I was thinking about them for sure. It's been not been easy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Tell me, how are the brogy so, sales going in Ireland? Wonderful, excellent, absolutely fantastic, and uh, and and really well in England. We just launched in the UK here this week, and it was uh, fantastic. So, oh, very good. Really who did good. who did you launch with there? Morrison's. Oh, Morrison's, Morrison's. A big supermarket chain over here. So. Very good. Very good. Oh, good. And uh, so you've been playing some good music, have you? Yeah, I got a few tunes now. I got um, I got accosted yesterday in the Galway Arms about not playing enough Irish music, so I'm really over-delivering, with the exception now of, of Bagatelle there. I've been, yeah, I've had the Wolf Tones going, and Margot has been on, and Barleycorn. We had Cavan Girl, Boston Rose, the boys in the County Armagh there for, for, for Mickey. So, yeah, we're you know, trying to trying to keep the flag flying here, you know? It would Absolutely, ha- good it, man. It would help if I had a, a more, you know, a more uh, devoted partner, but uh, I sure we'll live with it for now, right? <laughs> I put an ad in Kijiji uh, for another co-host. Oh, I'd say you need that, all right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about springing out on my own anyway, so don't worry about it. <laughs> it's all right, all right. So, what are you up to there? Uh, when are you back? Are you back tomorrow? Back tomorrow, yeah, and uh, too late to catch any uh, any games here today. Are your boys playing uh, today? Uh, tomorrow, Man City at home tomorrow. Handy one. Your lads are playing Liber- are playing Chelsea tomorrow. I need a, I need some help there, right? Uh, it's a big game, and Rafa is back at Anfield, so uh, you Ooh, know. I forgot that, about that. that. Be very interesting indeed. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I will do our best for sure to get three points off them. Help very you good. out a wee bit. You have to help us out. You have to help us out. We uh, do. You need the help indeed. Uh, yes. Uh, anything else, strange or exciting? No, not really now, to be honest. Uh, not really at all. Um, How's just, the mammy making out over there? She's good. I haven't seen a lot of her, to be honest. Now I'm picking up after the show. I'm going to bring her over. She's going to spend a couple of nights over with us in uh, in Mississauga. So, um, but she's doing all right. You know, my my aunt good. is actually recovering very nicely. So um, wow, she nice. has the mud, the magic, the magic sponge over. So it's really working out. Deadly stuff. Well, uh, <laughs> well, pass on my best regards to your mum. I I actually had my mum and dad come up to Dublin to meet me because I wasn't making it down to Sligo. So. Oh had a yeah, nice night with them. Yeah, lovely night with them in Dublin. So it was all good. Got all the news from Sligo, all the scandal. Oh yeah, yeah. Every oh, and, yeah. and who's died and everything, right? Oh yes, the people yeah, dying, the that. weather in Sligo, the whole lot filled in. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting email updates here on this um, uh, the under twenty one football semi final. Cork leading Cavan by two points. There's a fellow over in Ballymena here. He's listening to us on the radio. Um, oh, Morris Goldring is his name, and he's listening to us, and he's he's giving me all kinds of updates here. So it's it's a global show now. It's a global show, Kenny. Global show indeed. Yeah, we've uh, there's people in uh, in London, England tuning into us, and uh, yeah, Dublin. We've had emails, uh, people listening all over Ireland. So it's fantastic for sure. And I suppose you've probably let people know how to get in touch with us, haven't you? On the, on the new website, we've we have. Getting, we're getting lots of hits to it. So uh, Saturday Irish Radio is great with all our podcasts up there. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Um, I put it. Uh, I put it out there a little bit earlier, and you just plugged it again. SaturdayIrishRadio.com. So yeah, we're good to go. We're good to go, man. Good, and all all our contact information is there if anyone ever wants to get in touch with us and play yeah. an L request. I don't. 
Are you playing any show band music this morning? I did. I had Dickie Rock, Kenny. I oh, played Dickie good. Rock. Yeah, and uh, you know, after, in a, in a little while, I have a little Red Hurley tune lined up if I can get to it. And it's ah, called, it's one, it's one, one, one that reminds me of you. It's called Hold Me Just One More Time. <laughs> uh, those days are probably behind us, aren't they? <laughs> they are, they I, are. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe we could send that out to uh, James Maloney and Deirdre Brett. I, they, uh, James had sent us an email with a request for some of the Carlton show band. And we don't have any of their tracks, but uh, maybe some of the these uh, show band tunes would... Uh, would suffice, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Right? We might get us, we might get get them off our back there for a couple of weeks, anyway. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. All right, Kenny. Well, uh, great chat here. I look forward to seeing you next week. And uh, as usual, folks, thanks for listening in to us. And uh, we'll be back on, uh, or I'll be back on air next week. So all all's good. All right, Ken. Safe flight back, my friend. All right. Take all right. Care. Very all good. Very good. Okay, I think we have uh, someone joining us on the line here, uh, a little call-in. I've got Con O'Connell on the line. How are you doing, Con? I'm very good. How are you doing? Ah, very good. Thanks a lot for calling in. Uh, listen, I'm delighted to. Uh, there were two things I just wanted to comment on uh, in relation to Mickey. Uh, the first one was, of course, the link to the Galway Arms. And uh, there's a little base we have out there for what we call the Cork Corner. And uh, <laughs> every Sunday when Mickey would be going for his coffee, he would stop at our little corner and tell us, how great a football team Cork had. <laughs> and I think the reason for that was because he has a wife named Bina who comes from yes. County Cork. So he wasn't as brave as maybe you thought he was <laughs> in, in that he was probably following orders. <laughs> but but uh, the second thing I wanted to comment on, which I think is the most wonderful thing about this whole situation how and, and how tragic it is, but it was, I think it's a guy by the name of Mark Tiernan who ran the Facebook page which was yeah. called Help Find Michael Hamill. Yes. And that was the most extraordinary thing in that there were, I guess, thousands of people that were checking into that. And yeah. any time there was a sighting, the mm -hmm. reaction yeah. was instantaneous. And there were people within two to five minutes saying that they were at the area that had sighting had been at. Yeah. And I have to compliment Mark for the outstanding job he, had, he did on that. And I happened to talk to him at the funeral, and he said that one posting he put out there had actually 84,000 views on it. Wow. So that will tell you that everybody oh. who saw those posts was sharing it and sharing it and sharing it. And the other thing that he said was that he met an Indian woman uh, downtown who didn't know Mickey at all, but that she had been looking for him for two days because of the posters that were put up around the place. Wow, incredible. So I have to give him a huge credit uh, for the work that he did, and I'm sure he had lots of help with that too. But uh, it just tells you the power of the young people coming over here and yeah. how they dived into this thing with such wonderful um, spirit. Yes. And it also is just a wonderful compliment to Mickey himself that just thousands of people would worry and run around mm -hmm. the city just trying to find him. And uh, the good thing is that we found him. And, yes, uh, yes. You know, and that he's at peace now. Absolutely, uh, Con. So from everybody at the Cork Association, we miss him already. Oh, thank you very much, Con. And uh, your point about the Facebook page was uh, very valid. Um, it became the uh, it became the check-in point, uh, the progress check-in point. Um, uh, everybody kind of wrapped around it. But yeah, the power of social media. Yep. Um, but uh, very, very good point. And thanks a lot for calling in. Thank it means, you means a lot to the family as well, I'm sure. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks, Con O'Connell. Okay, we're going to run a little tune here, as I mentioned. A bit of Red Hurley and Hold Me Just One More Time. 
give you the full radio experience of pouring a can of richer, fresher, smoother Guinness draft, we will employ the methods of theater of the mind. Okay, imagine that these coconut shells are the hooves of horses representing the surging beauty of a pour of Guinness. And maybe this cowbell could represent the stunning cascade of smooth... You know, forget it. Why not just pick up a pack of Guinness Draft on your way home and see for yourself? Guinness Draft. Drink Guinness responsibly. All right, let's go with the uh, Guinness calendar of events here. Uh, lots of stuff going on in the community here. On April 26th, the Toronto Irish Set Dancing Club will hold a dance at 8 o'clock to 11 at 823 Manning Avenue, Toronto. That's the Russian Orthodox Church Hall. And uh, music by Eno O'Brien and Rose Griffiths. Um, there's a webpage there, www.set-dance.ca. Or email realblast at yahoo.ca. That's R-E-E-L blast at yahoo.ca. On Saturday, May the 11th, the Mayo Person of the Year dinner dance at La Treport Banquet Hall Entertainment by Hugo Strani. And uh, information is available at 905-567-0445 or at 416-748-9227. And on Sunday, the 26th of May, the Irish Clad Club of Barry and Innisfil annual Heritage Day will be taking place in Innisfil, Ontario for a fun afternoon of Irish and Scottish music, dancers and vendors. Call Rennie Hall for information at 705-431-1087. And the Ireland Fund of Canada Day at the Races on Friday, May the 31st at Woodbine Racetrack, a trackside tent, lunch at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. The first race is at 1. Tickets are $125 and the proceeds will benefit the Celtic Studies Programme at U of T. Real Blast Irish Set Dancing Weekend. The Toronto Irish Set Dancing Club will hold Real Blast Irish Set Dancing Weekend featuring Pat Murphy from Ireland. He wrote a book on set dancing. Actually, he has... 
the weekend includes three free Kayleys, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, plus two workshops, Saturday and Sunday. And as if that wasn't enough, there'll be Irish music session on the Saturday at lunchtime. Everyone's welcome to bring your own instruments as well. On Friday, May the 31st, welcome Kaylee. Uh, 8 o'clock to 12 a.m. music with Inish Owen. And on June the 1st, set dance workshops from 10 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. and 2 to 4.30 with music by Celtic Crew. June the 2nd workshop from 1.30 to 2.30 p.m. Farewell Cayley and at 2.30 p.m. to 5.30 music with the Cabbage Town Cayley Band. Email realblast at yahoo.ca. On Saturday, June the 15th, Ireland take on Canada at BMO Field in a rugby tilt. That's at 8 o'clock in the evening. And on Thursday, the 20th of June, the Ireland-Canada Chamber of Commerce 20th Annual Golf Tournament will take place. And Brian Dorland Memorial at Nobleton Lakes Golf Club. Information at 416-621-7373. And myself and Ken will be at that event. (coughs) Excuse me. Okay, joining us on the line uh, is a man we all know through the GAA community here, Mr. Billy Miller. How are you today, Billy? Not too bad, Mark, yourself. <clears throat> I'm good, apart from the cough I just had there. Yeah, <laughs> there's a button for that, isn't there? I don't know where that button is, but I'm going to find out after the show. You wanted to talk about Mickey. We have about uh, three minutes here, Billy. Yeah, well, not too much of your time. Yeah, well, the, the word passion has been bandied around there a, a bit today for the right reasons. And for Mickey, uh, he was passion personified, you know, from on the field, off the field, just standing side by side, having a chat with him or at meetings with him, you know. And the thing about Mickey is, I always remember my first game in Toronto. It was uh, I was playing midfield for Gary Oma, the fellow called uh, a fellow from Fermanagh, right? And uh, we knew from the very start of the game, right, that we were being tested. Yeah. Because we were both wondering who this fellow was, and that fellow was Mickey. Mickey was beside us. He was in front of us. He was behind us. Every he was just testing you. Every he made sure that if you thought you were a good footballer, or somebody said you were a good footballer, or you were on the the field to play football, Mickey wanted you to prove to him that you were a good footballer. <laughs> he took you to the limit. So I played with him, and I was proud to play uh, against him as well, and with him. And I also was proud to coach his son, Michael. And Michael and Timmy were a great staple in the in the, in the in, uh, Toronto GA, how they played. You know, they represented the, the family well. They represented Mickey well. So there's a great... A great heritage of footballer coming from Mickey, you know. Great words, Billy, and thanks for that. And I have to, we have to cut 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 it off here a little bit. But uh, thanks a lot for the call; it means a lot. And he was a great man, a great man. He'd be long, 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 long remembered. All the best. Luck. All right, thanks, Billy. All right, okay, folks, it's uh, it's a wrap. Um, I thought it might be appropriate here for uh, for no particular reason. Here, I'm going to play a song that that really grabbed me when she sang it at the conclusion of the Olympics, and it's uh, Katie Lang and Hallelujah. Slána Galer.
Heard there was a secret chord that David played and it pleased the Lord, but you don't really care for music, do ya? Programming for our Irish community can be heard every Saturday from 11 a.m. to noon. This is AM 1430, CHKT, Fairchild Radio, Toronto. The following are programs for the International.